What is up, you guys? <laughs> it's been a fat minute. It's been it's been a while. It's been two weeks since I last posted or got back to you guys with another episode. But for those who don't know me, or for those who do, again, my name is Sabrina, and I get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire. I'm so, so happy to be back, so grateful, so thankful to be back. And for those who are new here, for those who are coming back, I'm so thankful as well that you guys are tuning in for today's amazing, amazing episode. Now on the On Fire for Christ Instagram, if you don't follow me, you should go follow because that's where I give all the updates, all the information concerning the podcast or just sharing Bible scripture and just connecting with you guys just a bit more. So make sure you go follow that. I explained where my head has been why i haven't been posting and like i said it's been hectic it's been chaotic the last couple weeks i got sick again i had a freaking stuffy nose and i was so frustrated i was like oh my gosh like i need to get things done like i don't have time for this sickness but it thankfully went away i my throat still hurts but not as much as before but i'm back and i'm ready to jump in into today's episode as you can tell we are going to be doing part five of the message series titled the examples of obedience now if you have no idea what this concept is going to be about pretty much self-explanatory examples of obedience i'll be sharing examples from the bible specific characters specific people and sharing their obedience to god their story and how their obedience played an important role with christ i personally feel like obedience is such an important thing to have when you are walking with god for a lot of newcomers you may not know what this looks like and for a lot of people who have been on their journey with god are starting to lack in obedience and i say that for myself as well i say we because i am a part of this we so i hope this message series is encouraging and kind of an inspiration to um first off start how to do like walk in obedience with God and just kind of for those long journey people um kind of apply obedience to your life again and make sure it's a priority in your walk with Christ last episode I did part four of Joshua's obedience where we talked about the Jericho walls falling down and how he had to take on a big big role after the death of Moses and now he needs to take the Israelites into the land of Canaan the promised land where God promised the Israelites and their ancestors that he would give them. So you may should go check that out because that is such a relatable story and such a beautiful, beautiful verse in there that I really, really um, repeat to this day. So you may should go check that out. And then once you're done, make sure you come back here because you don't want to miss out on today's amazing word. As you can tell by the title, we are doing part five. I know we still have, I believe, three more. Yes, three more. And then we're finally done with the message series. But please hang in there just a tad bit more. We're doing part five. And this is Daniel's obedience. You could find everything that I'm going to be talking about in the book of Daniel, which is in the Old Testament from chapters 1 to 6. Now, there are, I believe, 11 or 12 chapters in that Bible, but just for the sake of time and for the sake of your ears, I will not ramble on like I usually do because I know I can. So I'll work on that, trust me. But you can find that in the book of Daniel, chapters 1 to 6, to find, to go more in debt or just reading line by line you know um i will not go over completely but there are some things i did highlight and pinpoint from the scripture from the chapters that i personally feel like needs to be talked about needs to be said that i personally feel like the holy spirit was like hey yo sabrina that one i need you to share that one i said i got you fam i got you don't even worry about it but anyways without further ado let's just go ahead and jump into today's message so who is daniel a lot of you may know daniel because of the infamous story daniel and the lion's den now this story is talked about so much in the children's ministry like when i was serving in the nursery or with the two three-year-olds whoever i was always always learning about the daniel 
in the lion's den and how that he didn't die. He was saved by God. You know, he prayed, he trusted, you know, all the cute little things you could tell the kids about this story. And I'm not gonna lie, I've heard the story so many times where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I wanna I don't know if I wanna give this this, you know, this episode about Daniel and the lines that everyone's heard the story, which is completely true. I believe that a lot of people have heard the story if it was a hear and go type of thing, like, oh, I kinda listened to it a little bit, you know? But <clears throat> Daniel, as I walked with God and as I like started to grow, I never knew. Like, I'm being so honest, guys, because I'm, I'm being so honest with you guys. I had no idea he was a prophet. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Like I, as I was doing the research and like a couple months back, I barely realized that Daniel was a prophet. And I may be dumb on my side, but I'm a human, so I'm learning every single day. But I had no idea that Daniel was a prophet. Okay, Daniel had this big, big calling, you know, of interpreting visions and dreams. You know, that was the whole book of. Um, Daniel chapters 1 to 12 or chapters 1 to 11 I'm not sure but that was his whole calling that was his whole purpose of interpreting visions and dreams so I had no idea that Daniel was a prophet another thing that a lot of people don't know is that Daniel actually never grew up with his family he was never raised up with his family so Daniel was separated from his family when he was a child because the Babylonian soldiers took the youngs um, from the elders to teach them new life and religion of, Bab of Babylon so the king, again, I don't know how to say his name. So we're just King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> These are hard names and I've tried to pronounce it so many times. But we're just going to call him King N, King Neb. Okay, that's just short for King Neb. So yeah, King Neb wanted these um, young men to come in and teach them these four young men to come and teach them their their life, their religion and what they believe in. You know, he wanted that. So Daniel grew up there, but also worshipped but always worshipped our Heavenly Father. He didn't really lean over towards their way. He didn't really favor that way. He stayed truthful and faithful to our Heavenly Father. Now, the Bible doesn't give name for the father and mother of Daniel, but he is confirmed to be a Judite. Whoa. Because in the book of Daniel, the um, chapter 1, it does say that King Neb really wanted these people from the tribe of Judah. Judah. So, yeah. So, that's again, that's... <laughs> my dog my dog is barking but it's okay um so if you again if you guys want more clarity on that just go and read the beginning of da um, daniel so daniel was raised in the high office by the royal master darius the mead okay which we'll talk about him in just a second so this is daniel's training in babylon which you can find in chapters one the king of babylon ordered his court officials to find men from the israelites to bring in for the king's service before they can enter the king's service they were to be trained for three years about the languages the literature and of the babylonians just everything of the babylonians they needed to be trained on that before they could enter into the king's service they were also assigned food and wine from the king's table obviously daniel and the other three were chosen and were taken in now the other three men are mentioned like the names are mentioned the you know their obedience to god and everything is mentioned in the book of Daniel, but just for the sake of time and for the sake of your ears, I'm only going to be talking about Daniel. But their story is crazy as well. In verse 17, <clears throat> this is what um, Daniel says. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kind. Now, I always say I don't want to put limits on our Heavenly Father. And I don't. 
I really don't. And I pray that I'm like, God, please do not let me limit your wills, your powers, your miracles and everything. But God really gave these men literature, knowledge, and understanding of all of their things. Okay. So if you struggling on English or math or science or whatever in school, bro, just ask God for the wisdom of that. <laughs> he literally gave them wisdom on their on their teachings, on their lifestyle, which I find crazy. So you better ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom for math. That's all, that's all I'm saying. But it also says that Daniel could understand visions, dreams of all kinds, which I mentioned before that that was his calling. That was his, that was his purpose. That's what a prophetic, that's what you call the gift of prophetic was. And, um, for those who don't know what prophetic is, um, I can do a message series on that, but <clears throat> for the sake of time, he can interpret visions and dreams. So this is the king, King Neb. This is his first dream, and this was Daniel's interpretation. This was God showing his power. So the king of Babylon had a dream and requested all the magicians and sorcerers and astrologers to interpret this mysterious dream, but they couldn't. Pfft, that just showed me God's power right there. The astrologers, the magicians, the sorcerers, they could not interpret God's meaning. They could not interpret anything of the heavenly kingdom. That's how you know that these things, these false, you know, spiritual things from the enemy are stupid. <laughs> they are wrong. There's something we should not follow whatsoever. But that's for a different topic. Anyways, so the king got frustrated, okay, because they weren't they weren't feeding him what he wanted, okay? He was they were not serving, okay? And he got frustrated and he commanded that the wise men be killed. Like Daniel and the other three men. Like I have no idea why they had to pertain to this, but in the Bible it does say that they were sent to be killed. So the these soldiers they went out to go kill Daniel and the three others and Daniel's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, Slow down. He was like, What's going on? That they told him like, Hey, we gotta kill you real fast or like just make this simple. No, I'm just kidding. But he was like, Hey, we were sent to kill you and Daniel's like, Hold on. He's like, I got you. He was like, Give us a few more time like give us more time. Give us a few more days. And he was like, And me and my men, we're gonna go and pray to God. So then Daniel tells the three men to ask God for mercy. So first of all, God, Daniel's like, ask God for mercy. He's like, go to your heavenly father and ask him to show mercy upon you and the, and the rest of us. And then ask for the wisdom of this interpretation of the dream. So then God showed mercy upon the men, okay, and revealed the dream to Daniel. Then Daniel praised God and thanked him. Now, one thing I do want to say is that we often forget to praise and thank him like there are things I could be praying. I know recently it just happened with me. Again, I am human, okay? I'm not going to come on this podcast seem I'm perfect. I say we, that we are in fault we because I am a part of the we, okay? Um, just recently, um, I was praying over financial stability, you know? In this world, it's not easy with money at this time, okay? Like, I was praying hard that financial stability would come. Like, I would get paid by the end of the weekend, you know, just praying, praying so hard. And then praying over the people who are able to supply me the money because it comes from them. Um, I was just praying to God about the money and everything like that. And then that weekend, I got, you know, I got financial stability and financial stable. There you go. And I was like, okay. And all I said was, thank you, Jesus. Now that, yes, I was thanking him, but I feel like there should have been more praising. Okay. Like I thanked him. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I went about my day. That, that's literally all I did instead of like praising him, like for everything. Um, there, I mean, it's okay to do that what I did, but I personally feel like I needed to do more. And what Daniel did was beautiful. He praised him. I don't know for how long he praised him, but we know that Daniel praised God and he thanked him and so did the others. But anyways, Daniel went to reveal the meaning of the dream to the king, to King Neb, 
<laughs> king neb i'm so sorry i don't know how to say his name and there the king rewarded daniel with gifts monies and placed him on a high position along with the other men so daniel was above the three other men and then kind of like made like a little tree chart or whatever like you know they had their own positions but daniel was the head honcho of them all <clears throat> in verse 45 it says the great god has shown the king what will take place in the future the dream is true and its interpretation is trust worthy now something that i've been learning about the gift of prophetic is that <clears throat> that it is the heavenly wisdom it is coming from god so anything that is coming from god meaning scripture meaning um what he's saying to us okay that obedience it's all trustworthy it's all faithful okay you can obviously see that in the old testament how much that plays out like the, everything that god was promising the israelites the answers to abraham all that's being played out so it was being trustworthy because it's heavenly wisdom now this is the second king's dream i don't really want to i really didn't want to talk in depth what each dream was about because at the end of the day they were all fulfilled okay and this was all that's like for a different topic i guess uh, my main target is just to get daniel's obedience and to share how it was very very important so this is the king's second dream which you can find in daniel chapter 14 uh i don't know if i said it but the first dream <laughs> the first dream that the king had, you can find in chapters two. But now jumping into chapter four of Daniel, <clears throat> the king has another dream and asks Daniel to interpret it again. Because Daniel, now everybody sees him as like, wows, he's a really good. They, I believe in there, they called, they said that he has the holy gods in him. They didn't know exactly who he served, what religion he was in. Again, it was not religion, it was more relationship. So they said he had holy gods living in him. So the king believed that he had these holy gods, quotation marks, living within him. So Daniel goes and interprets the dream and reveals the message that God is telling the king of Babylon, king of Neb, king Neb. And the dream is fulfilled again, again, trustworthy. All the interpretations were from God, heavenly wisdom. And verse 37, it says, now I, Neb, <laughs> praise and exalt the glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Oh my freaking gosh. So after everything that's been happening, after the dreams, after what Daniel was doing through the obedience, because that again is obedience, the gift of prophetic, that is um that is obedience because you're going on what God is telling you. Now, prophetic, just the simple, simple uh, summary is God's telling you, not audible, audibly, through his voice, but like through his heart, you're able to reveal, okay, this is what God wants me to tell you. That is obedience because honestly, Daniel could have kept that to himself because prophetic also comes with boldness. And obviously we can tell that Daniel had a lot of boldness because he was walking in obedience. He was doing it through the gift of prophetic. So when you're being prophetic, that comes with obedience, that comes with love, that comes with boldness. It comes with a lot, a lot of things. And the dream was being fulfilled. And because of Daniel's obedience and sharing the prophetic word that God was giving him, King Neb was actually able to turn his life around and follow God. He became a follower of Christ. And as he says, those who walk in pride, he's able to humble. He called himself out. He calls all of us out. If we're all prideful, if you say you're not prideful, that is a lie. Because everybody's prideful in their own way. He God is able to humble them. So he shares a bit of his testimony on how God was able to humble him because of like his prideness. So... In chapters 5 of the book of Daniel is known as the writing on the wall. So 
after King Neb, um, in the, in the book of Daniel says that he went off, you know, he did other things. He was no longer king. Okay. So his son, King Belshazzar, that I do know how to say, <laughs> King Belshazzar, the uh, son of King Neb was holding a wine party when a writing on the wall appeared and terrified him. Spooky wookies. He requested, again, sorcerers, magicians, and astrologers to interpret the writing on the wall, but they could, they couldn't, they still couldn't. Again, it just proves that this, like, so-called spiritual power is not from God and is never going to work against God. It is always going to be defeated. I just realized I spelled the astrologers wrong, but that's what says. It's a good thing y'all can't see. But so he brought in Daniel because I believe the woman there, I think it was his mother, was like, oh my gosh, Daniel, bring in Daniel. He has the holy gods in him. Just bring him, bring him. He is going to tell you he's the most high. You know, he was very known there. So Daniel came in and requested, oh, also the king was like, okay, bring him and I'll give him this. I'll give him that. I'll give him this purple robe, which is known as royalty back then. So he was just talking about giving them all these rewards. So Daniel came in and requested that the rewards be kept to the king. He didn't want none of it. Okay. He was like, you know what? I don't, he's like, I'm just doing what I'm called to do. He's like, if God's telling me to bring in the word, I'm going to bring in prophetic word through the Holy spirit. This is all in the spirit because prophetic again, is not from us human. It's coming from God in the heavenly wisdom. So he was like, keep all of it. Okay. He's like, I'm just doing what God is telling me to do. If God's telling me to tell you this and interpret this, I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to obey him, meaning trust in him and allow his work be played out. So there he goes interpreting the writing in verse 14. He says, I have heard the spirit of the gods. This is, um, King Belshazzar. I have the spirit. I have heard the spirit of the gods, quotation marks, is in you and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom. Again, coming from heaven. Jumping into verse 16, he says, now I have heard that you're able to give interpretations and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means. So there goes Daniel doing his thing, doing his prophetic thing through the Holy Spirit. Okay. He's allowing God to speak through him and to um, King Belshazzar. Again, that is still obedience. Even if you may not think it is, it is obedience. He's doing what God is telling him to say and do for King Belshazzar. Now we're jumping into Daniel chapter six, known as Daniel and the lion's den. So some of the administrators and satraps, I believe, satraps were jealous of Daniel. Okay. Everybody's going to be a little jelly wellies here and there. Okay. Now, they were jealous of Daniel and were tried to have and tried to have him executed. They were trying to have the homie dead. They were they try to find everything to, or anything to use against him. But he was clean. He was a good soldier. He was a good man. He was not perfect, obviously, but he was him. Okay, he was doing his thing. He minded his business. He was clean. There was no wrongdoings on his records. He was just doing the will of God again. Obedience. They thought. They thought the only way to get to Daniel is if it has something to do with the law of God that Daniel follows. So in the Bible, in that chapter, it was like uh, one of them were like, oh, I think we can get him by using anything that he does with the law of God. You know, like that's the only way you can get him because of how much of an obedience he walked with God, how much he followed God, that that was the only way to throw him off. So the administrators went to King Darius and fooled him to make a decree. In verse 7 of chapter 6, it says, anyone who prays to any God or human during being during the next 30 days, except to you, your ma your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. So these administrators, these satraps, went to King Darius. Again, I mentioned him before. King Darius the Mede. 
And they were like, oh, no one should bow to anyone else in the next 30 days unless it is you. If they're praising you, then that's fine. So there goes King Darius being like, you know what? I kind of like that idea. Make that a rule right now. He's like, make that a decree, meaning like a command, a rule. So Daniel hears about this. And what does he do? He don't care. He's like, okay, cool. And he continues to pray three times a day to God. That right there is obedience as well. Obviously, he continued to pray three times a day before they made this rule, before they made the command. And he continued to do this after they made this decree. He didn't care. He was like, I'm serving my God at the end of the day. He was like, yes, I'm supposed to respect the authorities. Yes, I understand that. He goes, but at the end of the day, I'm serving my God. And anything that is preventing me to do that, I'm going to continue to do it because he is my God. He is the one that's going to be there for me and protect me and all these good things. So the administrators saw him in the act. They turned him in and the king was distressed. He didn't want Daniel to be killed. Now the king King Darius knew of Daniel, okay? He would he very highly favored in Daniel and he tried to do everything until sundown to help Daniel to try to stop like the killing. But it couldn't be turned around. In verse 17, it says, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So they, knowing that they, I'm not going to lie, they were smart on this because they knew that once the king makes this decree, makes this command, this rule, it cannot be turned around because he made it himself it can it cannot be changed so they knew what they were doing which is foul and wrong but they were smart i'm not going to lie so what did they do they threw daniel in the lion's den i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> daniel they threw daniel in the lion's den and shut it okay they had this threw him in there shut the little thing cover the little top and the king couldn't sleep as soon as the sun came up the king got up and ran to see if daniel was still alive Obviously, he was. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But the king called out to Daniel. In verse 20, it says, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continually been able to rescue you from the lions? And then Daniel replies. In verse 21 and 22, it says, Daniel answered, May the king live forever. Amen. <laughs> may God sent, may my God sent his angel, and he shut the mouth of the lions they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. And then verse 23, it says, The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. He had obeyed in our heavenly father. Daniel's obedience shows us the importance of choosing to obey God, even when it may result in persecution or suffering daniel could have easily chosen to stop praying but he recognized his allegiance his pledge was to god and not to the king as christians we must be willing to obey god even if it means facing persecution or suffering as this is a book of revelations it does talk about how the antichrist will come and how there will be a mark of the beast and this is not like we will be killed if we follow god you know there'll be people out on a hunt for us even if we might not be physically like harmed there are other people who are watching us who are looking at us to make a false move or trying to seek us out and make us do the you know they're trying to make us look like the bad people as christians we must be willing to obey god no matter what harm will come against us in romans eight thirty one, it says if god is for us who could be against us and i strongly strongly believe in that because if god is if we're walking with god god is with us 
We have to be fully obeying, fully being obedient to God for him to work in our lives. And that's something I've been learning recently is um, being obedient to God no matter what the circumstances are. Even if people may look at me funny, you know, it is obviously from the will of God. This is what God is wanting me to do, especially this podcast. A lot of people may look at me funky and um, being obedient, just having being obeying. Um, obeying to God. I don't know why I'm stumbling with words. It's been a minute, okay, guys? But just obeying to God and telling them what I do as a career, I say this podcast, they look at me funky. They're like, mm, okay. But honestly, I don't care. I've got tired of caring a long time ago, and I'm just doing what God is calling me to do, even if this isn't, you know, a big famous thing that I will become. I'm still doing it because this is what God's telling me to do. He's going, he's telling me to evangelize. So I'm going to evangelize, but I'm not going to go more in debt about that because I will save that for a different episode. But as Christians, we must be willing to obey God, even if it means facing persecution or suffering, whether physically or with words, emotionally, anything. We must be willing to obey and look back on Daniel's story and see it. Again, it doesn't have to be physically harming. It could just be with words and just having full faith, full trust, and full confidence in our Heavenly Father that He will bring us out no matter what. But I'll end it off there for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, there was probably a lot of misscrabbles and missed a lot of words that I used. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a long time. So please forgive me on that and just trust the process and trust this episode and trust God because obviously he had planned in this episode, but I'll end it off for today. I think if we, I thank you guys for tuning in in today's episode. I'm glad that you were here with me and listening in to the word and talking about Daniel and the lion's den and his prop and his um, gift of prophetic. And yeah, make sure you follow all the social media platforms down below. Make sure you reach out for any prayer requests or any suggestions in the future podcast or if you have any questions make sure you reach out especially with today's episode seems kind of little wonky so if i said something's wrong please call me all on it please come to me and be like hey i think you said this wrong i'm okay with that okay any suggestions any not criticism but opinions <laughs> please come to me and please correct me all on that but thank you guys for tuning in i love you all i hope you all have a blessed day and i'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.